Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Let's Watch Podcast. I'm your host, James, with my co-host, Carolyn. Hello. And today we are going to be talking about Collective, a movie that I feel like you can only say and then sigh. Yeah. So director Alexander Nannau, probably, follows a crack team (laughs) of investigators at the Romanian newspaper Gazeta Sporturilo, which is the Sports Gazette, as they try to uncover a vast healthcare fraud that enriched moguls and politicians and led to the deaths of innocent civilians. My biggest question about this film is why is it a sports gazette? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that breaks the story. Yeah. Um, though, I did appreciate that in one of the protests, um, first off, it's awesome that the protests were celebrating the reporters that were like doing actual good reporting. And then I loved that in one of the protests, they were like, a sports daily is our best source of news right now. That's the state of things. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of state-run media, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so this movie is a documentary that begins with a fire in a nightclub, concert yeah. club thing, I don't know, uh, that kills, it says in like, there's an opening scroll that it kills like 27 people immediately or something. And then it was like 40-something. It killed a lot of people. Yeah, uh, but less than half were killed at the thing. At the oh yes, at the so it uh, the fire immediately killed twenty seven people and injured one hundred and eighty, mm-hmm. and then after that, some like forty something extra also died. Yeah, and the movie kind of is about why did those forty other people die? Well, especially since a lot of them had wounds that were not life threatening. Like they had a lot of burns, um, but survivable burns. Yeah, and they mention you get this through like the family members of the the victims. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that that some of them only had burns covering like ten percent of their body, and they mm-hmm. still died. And that's like, and it was not in like an airway area. It was an other. It was like not a like you assume on limbs. Then is what I'm guessing. It's not. Yeah, it, like topical burns. Yes, where they those can be. They will still obviously be painful and leave debilitate those people, but they are survivable Mm -hmm. and they could continue living their lives and they still died. And Mm -hmm. the movie very quickly then jumps into with the reporters at the sports Gazette, like uncovering that the disinfectants that are used in most hospitals in Romania have been Mm -hmm. diluted to such an extent they don't kill bacteria. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, diluted to like point something percent or like 1.2, depending on what the disinfectant is. It's like, bro, that's water. You're just spraying water. Yes. So they they discover that and then they release that. And they also shortly after that discover that the people were getting briefings about this at all Mm -hmm. levels of the government. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, man. So it's like actually goes all the way to the top. (laughs) Well, what's astounding is that there's so many different levels of corruption here. Like first off, and this is something that was never actually solved throughout the movie. Like at least there was a big whistle blowing on the disinfectants. But they mentioned it and then kind of didn't mention it again, that the only reason this happened was because there's not enough fire exits or no fire exits in this club. Mm-hmm. And realistically, watching the video, because they show it, of of how the fire starts, yeah. definitely some shoddy wiring. Uh, um, so maybe. it's like, that's what caused the initial issue. Then there's corruption in the hospital where people are in horrible conditions and no one's reporting it, or they're reporting it to people who aren't reporting it. Um, there is corruptions in the disinfectant that they were using, like the actual organization of that. There's corruption with the Minister of Health. There's corruption at literally every level of this. And then um, in the second part of the movie, which kind of becomes a completely different story about uh, transplants, you learn that 
even in like the transplant um i don't know the the department that assigns which places can do transplants that's also corrupt so it's like there's corruption at literally every level it's remarkable that the story was able to come out at all yes and it's amazing they got the footage they did frankly mm-hmm. uh it's and you don't just follow the, the reporters at the sports gazette you do for about half the movie and then it kind of switches into following the new minister of health vlad vlad is great he's way in over his head he's trying but... really hard though well, what I thought was astounding was that, yeah, yeah, and he is trying hard. And there were so many times where people were like, no, please don't tell about this. But you could tell that so many people were so frustrated that they were telling people things even though they could get in trouble for it. Like mm-hmm. the the doctor who showed the video of um, the maggot on the patient. Yeah. That doctor obviously was incredibly brave for, you know, going public with that. But also – how frustrated she must be because she showed it to a bunch of people who basically told her to didn't matter kind of thing. And so she's sitting in front of this health minister who's like, well, you know, this is a problem, obviously, but you shouldn't have done that. And she's like, well, I tried nine other ways. And he's like, oh. And then she told him a bunch of other stuff. And he was Mm -hmm. like, how do we how do we fix this? And that's where you could tell that he was like, it's way worse than he thought, you know? Yeah. the movie presents Vlad, and I don't know. I tried to do a little research after to find out like who this guy is mm-hmm. more. But, but they present him as like an activist who has become a politician. Yeah. And when he gets in there, he's like, what, what do I just tell people? That everything's rotten to the core? Mm-hmm. Like, the, like the levels of corruption, it's on every level and goes down all the way. And you discover that throughout the movie. They're like, it, like at, start, at the top of the hospitals, the hospital managers are people who, mm-hmm. not, who are not qualified to be hospital managers. And they're put there strictly because they can move money around quickly yeah uh and then it goes down to like even the doc there's doctors who are paying the hospital manager to get into surgery rooms where the patients pay more money to make sure they are treated better and Mm -hmm. it's like okay so even down to that level and it's like as he discovers this he's like how the fuck do i fix this i have to clean everything out and start over well and what's interesting too is like obviously he wasn't in charge when any of this was happening he didn't do any of this he's placed after the original guy resigns he didn't oversee any of this. He wasn't turning a blind eye to any of this. But he finds it all out and he's trying to like do something about it. But of course, when he's sitting there talking to the um, the original victims from the collective club, one of them, and I'm sure all of them are thinking it, but one of them is like, okay, great, you're solving it now. But like, what? this was a problem years ago. Why wasn't it solved then? And he's sitting there being like, I wasn't even here years ago. Like, so even though he's the one who's trying to make the change, he's, it's, it's still coming down on him for all the problems that there were. And every extra thing that gets unveiled kind of comes down on him, partly to solve, but also to be blamed for, you know, or yell that about, you know. To his credit, he mm-hmm. does give extremely honest answers about yes. that stuff. Like he does actually just tell them the reason, which I was shocked mm-hmm. at that he told them. And that scene is so crushing because, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you see their faces and he was like, it was better. It was a political decision made that your lives didn't matter, essentially. Mm-hmm. Is what he t- and you're just like, man. He actually told them the real reason, and you're just like, he didn't do the politician thing where they're like, well, yeah, like trying to talk around and end up saying nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, it's almost like you could see, and you could see this in several scenes where his um, wide-eyed optimism was just getting crushed. Yeah. And watching that scene where, he, yeah, he tells them all this. Um, I was watching it with a friend, and they were like, "Well, what's she supposed to do with that information? Like, you know what I mean? It's it." It didn't make her feel any better, you know? Yeah, but it is the truth. Yeah. Which I guess, I don't know. 
if that was me in that those that person's shoes, like that would be better than the bullshit, but it still mm-hmm. sucks. Like mm-hmm. what is fascinating is like he was incredibly honest and open, but also this whole thing was only possible because these investigations were so open. Mm-hmm. And like the reporters were really asking very hard questions. Oh my um, god. <laughs> and, <laughs> Those questions like, at the interviews were just so fucking brutal. <laughs> brutal. And like and people they were relentless, like good on them. And like first off, that sports reporter has no business being so good at debating. Um, <laughs> when he's in that like live TV debate oh my, thing he and I'm owned like that man. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, do you cover like a baseball? Cuz like what? Yeah, but like it's it's only possible because it was such open investigations and like throughout this film, I mean, obviously the film was just like kind of capturing, it wasn't like to be a news report. Like this movie itself wasn't the whistleblowing. The whistleblowing was happening and there was a movie made about it. Though I guess in in turn it becomes a form of like, you know, capturing that and, and raising awareness and stuff. But I don't know, like the people were speaking so openly in these rooms and like the the doctor who had the video um you know they were sitting there being like we won't tell anyone it was you whatever and i'm like but she's on camera and like vlad when he was talking yeah. on the phone to the um to the guy who had basically been bought off for santa maria's hospital uh, yeah the do- yeah yeah the accreditation <laughs> he's sitting there being like no please don't tell anyone i'm like you're literally being filmed right now though you know <laughs> um so it's interesting like all of this was only possible because of this huge open investigation and it's scary to think about what happens when there's not a big open investigation, when there's not the Sports Gazette asking these questions, you know? Yeah, and it's why the, the reporter says this. It's like why independent journalism is important is yeah. to hold the people in power accountable because – and that guy, I, I, it just feels like one of like the, the smartest people that I've ever seen in a documentary. He's just like, mm-hmm. and I'm guilty of this too. When you trust the powers, you get taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. And we did. And I'm just yeah. like, fucking wild. That it's it's stressful. <laughs> this movie is incredibly stressful, and it's like, yeah, very depressing, and makes you angry. And it's very it's very well made that they can can they condense this story that took over took years in real life to uncover mm-hmm. into like a under two hour movie that is coherent, and you feel like you know everything that is important about it, mm-hmm. and tells you its point of view without bashing you over the head with it. Well, what I found interesting is that it, first off, I was very captured. For a movie that sits in boardrooms for a lot of it, I was very captured. But <laughs> yeah. it almost didn't feel like a doc in it a way. didn't, no. Because it was such a fascinating story. It was basically like um, a less Hollywood version of Spotlight. You felt the same way when they're finding those clues, you know? And I don't, I, yeah, I don't know why it didn't feel like a doc. Like, they did have kind of intercuts of um, Teddy, who's one of the... Um, original people that was at the collective and got burns over a large portion of her body um and they intercut the concert and stuff and they also show little things like people fidgeting with a pen and like um and that sort of thing things that aren't normally in documentaries you know they're very much to show character in films but like you have people sitting in the office looking stressed and just weary and waiting and not because they're like, and now we insert the weary and waiting scene. It's like, it, it, you really felt like you got to know these people in this story and you felt like you were there with them. And the press scenes, they all felt very like like a, you know, scripted movie and that sort of thing. Not not like the lines or anything like that. But like, you know, someone would come in, everyone would be snapping their cameras and yelling questions and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And I think it was told in a really 
narrative way. So yeah, it doesn't feel like a doc at all. And then I think about it, I'm like, no, it definitely does. But it also really doesn't. I don't know how to explain it. No, I think I, that's right. Because they do spend the time with each of, with Vlad, um, I'm forgetting the reporter's name. I will find with, it. With the main sports reporter who breaks the uh, story. Catalan Yeah, With Catalan and with Teddy, they spend enough time with all of them that you understand who they are as, who they are as people. Mm-hmm. Uh, which really helps with the rest of the story because it relies on it just moves so quickly through all these important events but it takes the time to mm-hmm. develop them as humans so you actually have like a connection to them and understand who they are and why they're doing this without having to like explicitly explain it to you yeah even with morella who says like maybe four words the whole movie you get her personality through it because she just looks so tired <laughs> like poor morella just looks really really weary the whole movie but like you get a sense of who she is and you don't know what her role is. You don't know what any of these people's roles are really beyond um, the main reporter, but like you do get a sense of their importance to the story and who they are as people. And the thing is for docs, especially like expose docs um, that are kind of whistleblowy, they don't normally care about the reporter who did it no, or the reporter's don't. team who did it because it's not necessarily relevant to the story, but but it is in this one. Yeah, they focus so intently on the individual mm-hmm. in, involved. And what I love about the that they actually show is that the conversations they show of when people like when they're uncovering the information is mm-hmm. they're the real conversations. They're not just like somebody voicing over explaining it to you. Yeah. It's like when they discover that the operating rooms are just covered with the pyosanic bacteria that is incredibly dangerous for people. Mm-hmm. Like they sit, they like both of them are in shock. First of all, that mm-hmm. this is what's happening, and then they go and sit down, and like Catalan is like, he, he obviously wants a cigarette. <laughs> He's like, I need, <laughs> and she's just like, they're talking, and she's just like, you realize we've both been exposed, right? And yeah, and then they just continue, and then they do that in every conversation. It is just like actually how people would have these conversations. It'd be like, yeah, they, like they don't ever, ex- they like they kind of give you like a brief summary of the stuff before, and then you hear the conversation surrounding it, and then it kind of fills in the blanks for you without them having to do like, and then this happened, and then this mm-hmm. happened, and they do the stuff like the news shots and the show shots of the TV in the background to give you a brief snippet of like how the actual the political the political party is acknowledging this. Yeah. And kind of giving you like time stamps throughout the film. But what I appreciate was that even those weren't like full screen news reports. Like, and now we're segueing into the next chapter. It's like they showed them on the TV in the room. Yes. It it all felt like we were in the moment live discovering all of this with them. And the people that we've been with the movie with watching it. So we can see their mm-hmm. reactions to it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's like um, when Catalan was on the phone and uh, I think it was a doctor basically had said like, oh, no, 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 I reported this. Like, I, I knew this was a huge problem. And he kind of like, you know, does a little fist pump and mouths like, yes, like kind of thing. Like he's really excited and then goes back to like normal conversation on the phone. And then <laughs> yeah, after the call, yeah. like if this were a Hollywood movie, he would be like, Morella, we got it. Da, 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 da. But he doesn't. He just kind of like hangs up the phone and is like, Morella, like because it's the next step. These are their real lives. Like, <laughs> you know, we got we got to do the work now. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, we got the piece of information we need, but we need to like get more kind of thing yeah uh and like the the events like if we sat down and like explained the events of this movie people would be like that's how it has to be like a hollywood movie because it's mm-hmm. so outlandish like when mm-hmm. they bust the disinfectant company and they find out that a he's been selling it to himself from another company for seven times the price and then using mm-hmm. that money to bribe officials 
and they've barely hidden it. It's like mm-hmm. so blatantly easy to find. And then that guy fucking dies. Mm. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so this is a fucking mo- mobster movie now? But I loved that there was no like gotcha moments. You know what I mean? Like they unveiled all of this and everyone's sitting there like kind of flabbergasted, but there's no like, he died. This is suspicious. Like, you know, it's suspicious kind of thing. But there was no like, like even in the one thing they're like, so wait, so you're saying that like 300 people were bribed? Really? And he's like, well, yeah. You know, it's not like, yes, dun, 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 dramatic music. 300 people were bribed. You know, it's like. He's like everybody. That's the thing. You have to be paying attention to this movie because they like they there's so many kernels of reveals in this movie that none are like the big one. And they also really don't hit you over the head with them. Mm -hmm. So they allow you to like sit with them and be like, this is so messed up. So messed up. Yeah, it it is. It's so messed up. And what I also left with they only solved a portion of the problems here. And the party and that the did it the movie, doesn't yeah, get out of, of power. Yeah, at the end of the movie, Vlad is sitting there being like, is anything I did going to stick? So uh, what I know about that is that Vlad was not the Minister of Health originally for very long. Like he mm-hmm. kind of like the fight we see is that when that party gets reelected, I think he's removed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's not, a, I couldn't find like the actual dates or like definitive dates on like when stuff was decided and stuff. But he is currently the Ministry of Health again. Mm-hmm. A new party yeah. is in power and he's back as the Minister of Health. Now, from what I know of that party is that they are way more about privatization and they're very they're right wing party. Now, I don't obviously like the party in power is like a, a just like a center left party, but they're obviously not that because they're incredibly corrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know the current political state of Romania. Um, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully with a new party, it's better. And maybe the, like hopefully they can clean this shit up because the worry is if the old like I assumed without having to be told by the movie is that if the old party was in power, they would just try to cover this shit up again because that's what that's what happens. They mm-hmm. never be like, well, we're better. You, the people who do it can't make it better. It has to be new people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I think that makes this movie from a great investigation doc into a great movie mm-hmm. is the through line with Teddy. Yes. And what's interesting is that I think a lot of other movies would just kind of bring Teddy in be like, oh, look, so sad, you know, and then move yeah. on. But it matters. And they also don't just show Teddy. They keep popping into... They talk to the the father of the one fellow a couple yeah. times, and and they don't just like they don't interview them. They actually never interview people in this movie. Nope. Um, you just, see them talking with, them. with, yeah. You see them talking with Vlad. You see them um, at an art gallery. Like it's just it's life. It's normal life. It's real life for these people. Um, and I think it's it's so much more impactful because it makes it be like, wow, this is real. There's real people attached to this. Yeah, and they take the time to out of the investigation to spend time with the families of the victims and with Teddy. And they show like her art gallery and like the production Mm -hmm. of that. And then they also show um, her getting a prosthetic. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is again, they don't spoon feed it to you. When we first meet Teddy, you're not told who Teddy is. No, You can, I mean, make your assumptions, but like it's just, um, it's the, the photo shoot in what seems to be like, I don't know, dust glitter i couldn't tell what it was a photo shoot of almost the beauty of of her survivorship i guess if you will like the photos are not meant to be grotesque or scary or anything like that it it really is about her um you don't know any of these things you just see this photo shoot and you can tell that it is something special um you can assume that she's from the original thing but yeah they don't they don't 
tell you any of this. You can just kind of put it together. And that's the sign of a really good filmmaking. Yeah, this it's such incredible filmmaking, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I A, I'm amazed that they got the footage they did, that they were mm-hmm. so that these people were so open with them mm-hmm. and open with the investigation. And it's important. Well, that's the that only way it works, open. right? And that's yeah, okay, that's something to but something to be pointed out is that like everyone that watches this, not everyone, but a lot of people that watch this might be like, oh, so glad that can't happen here. But like Romania is part of the EU. Romania is a democracy. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> like this is happening under our noses in countries that are so-called, you know, not not that. And I mean, well, you I was assume watching... they first world. Yeah. And um, I was watching this with uh, my Russian friend and um, Anastasia. She's been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And she was sitting there. She was so frustrated. We paused to like, um, you know, go to the bathroom, get water at some point. And she was like, this movie makes me really angry. And I was like, we are five minutes in. Um, but it's like, <laughs> <laughs> this kind of thing happens not just in Romania. This kind of thing happens in a lot of places. But there are countries like Russia that cover it up. Me- yep. The way that Romania did, but there's no one who can say, look at this. There can't be whistleblowers. It's a system that doesn't allow for it. Um, so I think what people should take from this movie as well is like, it, this is not an isolated incident. This is just the one we found out about. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it it's massive. And like, I this movie's so good. I think it's incredible. It's obviously incredibly deserving to be nominated for both the best documentary and foreign language film. I yes, think it, I love when documentaries bleed out into categories that are not documentary, <laughs> and I love when international films bleed out into categories that are not international films. Yeah, like um, this, I think another round did that this year. They got nominated for directing. Yes, um, and although we both have issues with another round, like mm-hmm. I still think it is deserving to be there. I'm just really excited when people realize that documentaries and international features also have other filmmaking aspects that are mm. not just documentaries or international mm. are you sh- Are you sure about that? Can I see your uh, accreditation to be able to say a statement like that, please? It's almost like they're movies in their own right. I don't mm, know. Are they, though? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I agree. I think Collective should be nominated for Best Picture. It should be nominated for Best Editing. It was well edited, actually. Like I said, for something that's mostly in boardrooms and hospitals, man, it had you. And Direction. Mm-hmm. Like this... I am so conflicted having to choose between time and collective for best documentary Mm because I'm like, you're both incredible. They're also incredibly different. Yeah. And you're like, maybe the two best movies I've seen this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And ah, it's just like, I don't know what to do. It's like, maybe give best doc to time and then best foreign language to collective. So they both get one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this, yeah, this, if you haven't watched this movie, you should watch this movie. It is such an incredible piece of filmmaking and so vitally important. A to not because it is just a local, a small story in relative to the world, a small story about Romania, but mm-hmm. it is tell it, it is about a like greater corruption that can happen and why freedom of the press is important and why having people who a actually fucking know what they're doing and actually care about their job in politics is important mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not just not just putting them in that position because you know. We're do- nepot- like he says, it's like full of nepotism and bribes, right? Like people who are in positions who should not be in that position are there. And it like makes you want to scream and yell at the time. And I love how they like, the- I feel like the mayor they were showing and the news network they're showing was like their version of Fox News. Yeah. Because she was like, we have the accreditation to like do these lung transplants. And then he goes out and he's like, yeah, we're kind of, 
we don't believe the accreditation of that hospital. And also they don't have a recovery room, which is important. And then they show her going out on TV again. And she just says the same thing again. And I'm like, oh, so they're just like, that's their version of Fox News. Like they don't care about, they're just going to say what they want over and over and over and people will believe it. Well, what's what, what sucked about that too is they're saying like, well, why can't we do lung transplants? We have the accreditation. And he's like, okay, well, you shouldn't have the accreditation. But he <laughs> had to find other ways to prove that beyond just like, well, we, you never should have gotten it in the first place. You know, he had to be like, okay, but we have to prove why so that people aren't just mad that we're taking it away. It's like people want to blame him for something. And it sucks that instead of being like, no, 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 it should have never happened. He has to be like, I'm not taking this away. It should have never happened because X, Y, Z, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's something. Yeah. Um, so what do you want to pick for the next ones? <laughs> oh, great question. Um, uh, oh, something to be noted as well. Last thing about this movie. So it's directed, um, co-written, uh, and the cinematography and part of the editing is all done by the director. Um, yeah. So you can tell I think that that's with wise. the camera yeah it's it's a really complete narrative and he makes um a movie about every two or three years a doc so wow that's he's incredibly efficient then (laughs) yeah like he's got his process down uh i know what i want to pick um all right what do you want to pick i'm gonna pick judas and the black messiah i was gonna pick minari so this is gonna be an expensive week expensive week for emma (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) Uh, yeah, those. Obvi- yeah, I'm very excited for both of those films. They've been my two most anticipated out of the Oscar movies. Yes, uh, and we have not been putting them off because we don't want to see them. They've been the ones I want to see the most, but um, they uh, took a long time to come out, and now they're expensive. <laughs> yeah, expensive. Uh, Carolyn, where can people find you? You can find me at carolyndunk93 on Twitter and Instagram. And where can they find you? At James Willis on Twitter, at James Willis on Instagram. You can find this podcast on all things, and you can send us email at letswatchpod at gmail.com. And yeah, go watch Collective. It's great. Absolutely.